up, everybody? You are <laughs> watching and listening to Learn Empire. Yes. And this is episode 18. Yes. My name's Royce, co-host along with my dad. Senpai, what's up? Yeah, yeah. Why don't you tell me what Blurred Empire is all about? Blurred Empire, Blurred Empire stands for Black Nerds. Black Nerds about brothers and sisters who've been in the closet back in the day when I was coming up. Comic book freak, tech freaks, and you had to hide. You're the we're the brothers and sisters that worked in the audiovisual department, except for all black high schools, because everybody black was like at the sky at the school was black. So you wouldn't right. consider a nerd, <laughs> but you were a nerd because the guys that play sports are like this. He does audiovisual. Me, I was doing audiovisual. And I was doing sports, and I was doing math. So black nerds live on a different level than regular nerds. I agree. You know what I'm saying I, I, I different would agree level. With that, you know. Um, yes, I would say we know black nerds. We kind of hit different. Yes, we hit just different. A, just a little bit. Just but we love bit. all nerds. We accept yeah, all nerds. All nerds are welcome. We are not. We are not a racist organization. <laughs> no, no, no. We're no, just no. conscious of kind. What's that word they use? Conscious of kind. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and today uh, we have yeah. a really awesome episode. I'm really excited for this episode yes. because it's all about. House guest. House guest. That's the movie right. house guest. Movie my house my guest. first my real my first movie. Yeah. That was mine. That was about starring me and hey, you know, where everybody waits every comic waits for that first movie right. to kick their career off. Exactly. And this has always been one of my favorites growing mm -hmm. up. Obviously, you know, I might be biased because you were in it, <laughs> but honestly, I think it was just one of those movies where I feel like you were just able to just really be free and like, mm -hmm. you know, you were silly, uh funny. I feel like there was a lot of different range to your comedy. Um on the big screen, because you know, cool. obviously, it's like it's it's different when you have your stand up, yeah, you know, in your style when you're doing your stand up yeah. versus uh, when you're doing a movie. And I feel like this yeah. gave you you know some range to play with with different forms of, of your comedy, yeah. And I, I always enjoyed it. So this is this is something that for me, and then also you guys too. You guys have been requesting this as well after we did the uh, Jingle All the Way episode where you did yeah. a whole backstory on that. Everyone really loved that. So <laughs> this was uh, one of the other requests that people wanted to see was um kind of a whole backstory on house guests and kind of how how like all how pretty much how all of it got started yeah um so yes we want to get into that um but before we jump into that uh just for, if for whatever reason whoever's watching you guys have not seen this movie house guest um man. It's, it stars this really? guy <laughs> it stars this guy really man came out in 1995 really? so i was like Six, wow, man. I think. Yes. And pretty much it's about um, this character named Kevin Franklin. And you were on the set. You and Paige came yeah, to the I, set. Yeah, I was actually on the set, which was cool. Yeah, but, and you yeah. cried because of... Well, hold on. Yeah, we'll, 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 do that we'll save that later. We'll, we'll save, save, we'll save all that for later. Wasn't prepared to talk about my crime, but okay. We're going to talk about that a little later. Um, but yeah, so you play this character called yeah. uh, named Kevin Franklin, and you're yeah. pretty much a con artist. Who owes the mob a lot of money? Kind of like my life. Yeah, there we go. No, I mean, it's it's, it's, it's this it's, is pretty much a, other than the mob a, money. A biopic. Other than the mob money. <laughs> yeah. So you owe the mob. Unless the government was the mob. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> That's actually true. Uh, that could be a whole nother episode. That's right? a whole nother <laughs> yeah, episode. That, that situation. Yes. Um. So you owe the mob fifty thousand dollars, and they're chasing you down. Yeah. And in your attempts to get away, you find an opportunity with uh this family called the Young Family. Yep. Where you realize they're wait they're awaiting um, a friend. Uh, well, this character Gary Young, yeah. who's played by the late Phil Hartman, yes. um, he's awaiting his friend that he hasn't seen in twenty five years. And that character, so hop his friend, so happens also to be black. Um, so you find that, or Kevin Franklin finds that opportunity to pretend to be this character in hopes that uh, the character Gary Young would not notice. 
we uh, just a difference. It's funny how I don't remember. You got. I don't remember anybody's name other than the real names. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't remember characters. Oh no, I, don't I had remember, to do, it's, it's funny, man. I had uh, to do deep research because I, I had to watch yeah. it analytically and not just like for enjoyment to get yeah. everybody down. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so you pretend to be his long lost friend. Uh, uh, see, now I'm forgetting names. See, yep. Derek Bond. Derek oh, Derek Bond. Bond. DDS. DDS. Come on, yes. man. So you pretend I need to, to be, get that shirt. Derek Bond. Right. Exactly. So you pretend to be uh, yeah. this long lost friend yeah. who is a dentist. And um, it act, yeah, and so Phil Hartman's yeah. character he buys into it because yeah. he can't really remember what you guys look yeah. like. You haven't seen each other in twenty five years, so you hide out with them. You become their house guest. Meanwhile, while the mob is trying to find you and look for you and and, and all that stuff, and in the while all that's happening, a whole bunch of crazy craziness okay. happens. But if you haven't seen the movie, that's just like a quick little rundown. I don't want to quick spoil synopsis, a synopsis, too much for you guys. Definitely go see it version. if you have not seen this movie. Um, and it's just, like I said, it's definitely one of my favorites that you've done. And I just kind of, um, want to just roll off some, some other facts here. So it was directed by Randall Miller. Yes. Um, and written by Michael J. D. Uh, what was it? Gay, Gaetano? Yeah, man. It's, and it's Lawrence funny, Gay. Cause I thought it was, I always thought it was his girlfriend, Jody, cause she was one on a set that was always fighting me about the words. Oh, really? Yeah. I, you know, actually, I remember you telling me that she was very, yeah. uh, very territorial about her. Very, about very. Her and I remember, well, we'll talk about that too. As a comic, getting your first movie, and I think every comic, almost every comic, Robin has, has gone through that where you start changing people's words around to find you. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, with that, um, let's I'm just, writing this down. Yeah, write it so down. I can talk about that later. Yeah. So, let's just start from the beginning, break it all down. How did this role even come about? How did you get it? Um, and then just talk about your whole experience throughout this. I want this just to be a lot from you and me kind of, I'll chime in okay. a little bit, but I just want this just to really be your story. And you're just telling about this awesome okay. experience. And kind like you said, this was yeah. kind of like your first movie that was like all you. That was right? mine. Yeah. It was so. The one that every comic wakes. Okay. Every comic can't wait for the day to prove he can act. Every comic. And also to make the big money, Eddie Murphy, Richard Pryor, Bill Cosby, everybody, Robin Williams. Can you carry a movie? And let's face it, I'm going to be honest with you, every comic, you don't know if you can do it till you do it, every comic can't carry a movie. Mm. And it's hard to realize, we thought, man, I, I can't carry a movie, but maybe I can be the sidekick, but everybody wants to be the comic that can carry a movie. Right. Now, for me, I was lucky it was Joe Roth, man, and, and Roger Birnbaum, you know, that I got a chance to work with. But Joe Roth believed in me, and and that meant so much to me. So when I, when I this is this is what happened with the deal. <laughs> Joe Roth told me, we get this movie, I got to deal with, with Disney. So I had this Disney production deal, which was a big thing. Mm. He, said, yeah, what, I mean, he said, whatever you do, because <laughs> this movie is tied into like the Sinbad show. Oh, really? He told me, whatever you do, don't you get a TV show. Interesting. He okay. said, whatever you do, because if you get a TV show, that's going to take precedence and you're going to lose your chance to make movies. It's over Disney. They're going to, you're going to do a TV show. Or you're going to lose your mind because you're going to be fighting them every day trying to be who you are. Okay. And before that, just so for people who don't know, the Sinbad uh -huh. Show is actually a TV series that mm -hmm. you had uh, last of one season yep. on, what was it on? On, at Fox. On Fox, yeah. There we when go. it wasn't 24 hours. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't 24-hour so, programming yet. Um, so that's interesting that, that, mm -hmm. that was all tied into that. Okay. So what happens, we've got, you got, because they have the first right refusal. Take a movie, mm -hmm. to get a, a picture, a TV show, turn it down, let's go make these movies. Right. 
I go with my brother Marcus, my manager. I said, look, man, I'm going to pitch this movie about a black man who does technology, who's doing video games, who does the internet. Nobody was talking about that in 1994, 95. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, 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 I'm going to adopt two black kids. It's going to be real positive. I know they ain't going to take that. Right. <laughs> so I'm winging it. I'm, uh-huh. I'm winging, you know, I'm going to get back to the movie. I'm winging it, hoping it doesn't get picked up. Right. And they go, yes. Because I'm, I'm leaving the meeting, and Joe Roth gives me a call. I said, what'd you do? Did you just sell the show? I said, no, I picked a subject they would never buy. He said, well, they bought the show. Welcome to going to hell. <laughs> and I, we'll, talk, you know, we'll talk about the Sinbad. You know, that'll yeah. be a whole... That could be a whole We'll, we'll do a whole other episode yeah. about what happened with that show, which mm-hmm. I end up being proud of. Yeah, no, Coming it's, from it's, that, it's a I was great proud show. Of, and it should have lasted. Sure. It should have lasted seven, eight years. That should have been my mm-hmm. my retirement money. That should have been my money that took me into 99, 98, 2000. I go, right, what right. do I do next? Exactly. That I could have been sitting here during a pandemic, going like, man, let me let me find a church to sponsor or a park to sponsor. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, that, it should yeah. have been that kind of money. No, for sure. Yeah, for sure. And I think yeah. that that definitely deserves its own episode. Yeah, it does. But I mean, that's cool that you brought it up because I yeah. didn't know it was linked. Oh yes. Or connected between yes. that and getting six degrees houses. of separation. That's crazy. Okay. So okay, Joe Roth, we get this. I've got this script, but remember when I got this movie, I'm waiting for action adventure. I'm waiting for mm-hmm. like 48 hours. Right, right, right. In Bad Boys before there's Bad Boys, I'm waiting for something like that because I know with a comic that kind of action, which ended up being you know uh, when I ended up doing the uh, first kid, mm-hmm. became that for me. But I was waiting for that kind of action thing. I'm a, I'm a I'm bigger comic than most guys. Mm-hmm. Massage wise, I said. I can go into a place that maybe no comic had done before me. Interesting. Was, first, was first Kid before? First Kid was, uh, no, Housecast. It was before Housecast? Housecast was first. Oh, Housecast was first. Okay, that's Housecast what I thought. Housecast was first. Okay, cool, cool. So I was waiting for it. I'm waiting for this, this, this movie that's going to start my franchise because you got that one movie to prove what you can be. Right. What you, what you can do, what you can be. Yeah, for sure. Man, and I'm waiting for the movie. This is before Housecast. I'm waiting. I'm reading scripts. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> Give you a little reference on it. I should have written, I, I'm, my mind is so creative, I should have brought my own project. Mm. Should have brought my own project. I had all these ideas. I should have just brought my own project. So that's why I say for all the new cats out there, which you're already kind of doing, have your own stuff. Be ready to bring your own stuff. Be ready to, to capitalize on what you know and what you can do. Mm. So we got this script, man. And I'm looking, and I told my brother, man, this, this is the best we can get. As funny as I am with all I've done, at this time, I'm one of the hottest comics in the country. And, and HBO specials killing and stuff, you know? I'm like, mm-hmm. ready to do, a, do my funk festival. You know, I mean, that's how hot I am. Right, right. And I got this script. And I'm going like, I can't say no to it. I dig Joe Roth and their company. I said, I can't say no. So I said, I have to fix this. So I'm reading the script, I'm reading the script. But I came to Joe Roth one day. I said, hey, man, this is where I see the first scene being. He said, that's it. And I go, oh, I can do that? I can change? Okay. So now, because you don't step on toes, but I found out you can't, as a comedian, as a person who's trying to make a career, you can't worry about stepping on people's toes. Mm-hmm. You can't, you, you, you think about stepping on toes and you'll never get to the next level. Right. You don't want to be rude with it. I don't want to be nasty with it. But it's a necessary thing if you have something you believe in. Mm-hmm. And all the greats that I've respected, all the people who, whether it's entertainment, whether it's sports, sometimes you step on toes. No, you will step on toes, even if you don't want to. You'll accidentally step on toes, trying not to step on the toe. Right. So as long as you do it with respect 
as long as you as long as you can back it up, that's another thing. Right, I right. can back it up with what I'm going to do. So I was so busy trying not to step on toes, and you know, uh, the, the director Randy, I just met him, and and at that time, you know, the, I, Jody was the only one I really dealt with on a daily basis on the set. So I, I I'm sitting there, I'm reading the script. I said, I'm just going to have to rewrite this as we go on the set. I tell oh. my brother, I know people are going to hate me. I know some people are mad at me, but at the end of the day, if it makes money, everything is forgiven. Right, right. Like Robin Williams, everybody. At the end of the day, if it makes money, mm-hmm. everyone's forgiven. So, so the script was that bad. It wasn't for me. Okay, no, it was. It was a classic black comic thing running around, mm-hmm. and I said, I can do more than this. Right. You know, I was like Bill Cosby and, and Sydney Party was smart. We're like, let's do it again. A piece of the action, Uptown Saturday Night. That kind of stuff. I want to do Crown Heights Affair. Dude, I'm, I'm looking at that kind of level. Right, right. Definitely. You know, I didn't want to do some basic stuff that they thought, hey, we give this to everybody. Right. We, we gave this to so-and-so. We gave this. No, no. I want something that somebody else couldn't do. Mm-hmm. So I said, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to fix it every day. Now, Phil Hartman, I get to the set. Phil doesn't know. I'm just meeting Phil Hartman. So mm-hmm. we're spending time. We're talking. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is how it went down on the first day. I said, I got to set this up the first day. And... Another thing, and when you're making movies, they'll say, hey, man, give us one for us, which means that's done by the script, mm-hmm. and then give us one of yours. But you know what's going to happen. If you give them one of theirs, they never use yours. So when you say you're talking about, like, uh, takes? A take, yeah. When they're recording a take? Yeah. They okay. Go, well, somebody give us one. of do the one, on the, do the one on the paper, and then do uh, one of yours. And I'm like this. No, nah, I know what they're going to do. They're going to they're gonna take the one that's on paper. And now mine's just going to be left somewhere. And uh, so I said, no, I'm not going to give him that. Right. And the first time I did it, um, Jody, it's not her fault, man. It, she got, look, a lot of people, it was just a, they didn't know. They, we, I wish we all could have sat in a room. When you look back at it now, you wish you all could sit in Hey, guys, can I sit with you and re- help rewrite this to make it fit for me? Because as a comic, you have to find something. If you think you're special, I got to find it. You don't have a LeBron James and say, oh, man, I'd rather you not go to the hole with the ball. What? <laughs> what? That's not the way we do it here. So the first scene, I, I went to the camera crew. Hey, man, where, where am I out of focus at? Because I, I had to let them see. I learned my lesson by doing mm-hmm. TV. Mm-hmm. I, was, I, was, I was on the Red Fox show. I was, I was all over the place in mm-hmm. Red Fox. Uh, that, 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 that was very funny, but didn't nobody see it. <laughs> right. <laughs> he taught me how to hit my mark. Mm. So there's, that's another art form. When you start becoming the first show, you learn how to hit your mark. There's going to be a, 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 a medium shot, a close-up shot, right. extreme close-up maybe, and a far back. I realized with comedy, sometimes the close-up loses some of this. Right, right. Actors want the close-up shot. They right. want their, they want the their drama, money the, shot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Comics, I want the shot that catches the funny. Yeah. So remember, you got to be able to do it here and do it here and then do it here. Mm-hmm. And... And I'm changing up all the time. So, so sometimes I have to trust. I found one that's funny on a close-up, on a screen close-up. Let me give them mm-hmm. what I just had so it doesn't mess it up. Mm-hmm. So I had to make sure the first ones were throwaways. Because sometimes you, you'll change it up later go like this. Oh, well, you didn't, we, that doesn't match what you just did. Right. I had to learn that lesson. Well, first day of filming, first day of shooting, they were like this. She was reading the script, the words, and who, mouthing them. Who, who was this? Uh, Jody. And she was mouthing the words, and but he's not saying the words. I said, I know. I said, I know. 
I said, it's not that the words are bad. I, mm -hmm. I think I can do more. Mm -hmm. I, I can, let me give you this other thing. No, no, I need you to do what's on paper. It then became, I was trying not to be Sinbad. Mm -hmm. I was trying my best <laughs> to be this other guy and this, hey, I, I understand you're saying, well, let me, I said, and I was like, I didn't want to be, well, not Sinbad, I didn't want to be hard to work with. Mm -hmm. And that becomes the moniker you get in this business, mainly with us when you're black, when you're a black comic, and that's how they get rid of you. Well, he's hard to work with. Right, right. That's the word. In, bas in sports, it's called like, he's got an attitude. Mm -hmm. Doesn't listen. So I, did, I was trying to avoid the hard to work with, and then I heard Robert De Niro say, anybody great is hard to work with. That's okay. It's, if Robert De Niro can say that, yeah. then that's it's my fair goal. game. That's fair <laughs> game. So what, what, what I did was, I was like, I know, I know. She said, well, could you just give us one that's written on paper? I said, okay. Mm -hmm. And I did it my way, but another way. Yeah, I yeah. kept doing a different take. Right. And they are like this. What are you doing? I said, I'm, I'm going to make it funnier and funnier and funnier. Because so with a movie, you get a chance to hone it in mm -hmm. and hone it in. Right, right, right. I, this is my first real movie. I realized you're only shooting two pages a day sometimes. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I don't have to do the whole movie in my head. I just got to make this day funny. I got to make this day funny. I got to make this day funny. And that's, it took me about a week to pick that up. Okay. So once that started, then Randy, the director, talked to me. Hey, I, I said, I said, I just... I wish we could have talked more before the movie and you got to know who I am and we could have figured something out, but that's probably not going to happen, you know? And yeah, I it's, it, it's, it's too late for that. It's that too late. So I'm sitting there with, I'm standing next to Phil. Look, man, I'm, I'm going to do stuff that's not on the paper. I'm not trying to offend you. I respect you so much, but I cannot go out unfunny. He's well, wow, you're going to go off the paper. So is this the first time you've wor you worked with Phil Hartman? First, just met, him. just met him. So you just met Phil just Hartman? Just met him. Okay, nice, nice. But we talked, and I learned that he was a surfer dude and mm -hmm. did the cover of Rolling Stone magazine and did album covers. He wasn't this straight-laced guy. He was kind of just out there dude. Yeah. Nice. And I was like, whoa, I like Phil Hartman. Okay. He was the he was the yin to my yang. Yeah, yeah. See, yeah. comedy works when two comics aren't both yin. Yeah. One has to be almost well totally opposite, or otherwise too much yin. Yeah, for sure. So... He did this. Well, I'm going to try some things. I said, I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with you. Wherever you go, I go. Wherever you go, I go. I love it. So it was a partnership from that. It was a partnership, on. but I took the hit. Right, right, right. I said, I said, Phil, blame it on me. Just say, Sinbad, he went there. Nice. And I think also after this move, Phil was about to blow up. Phil was doing the TV news, news, I think it was Newsroom, Newsday, whatever, that, the TV show. Mm -hmm. He had found his spot. Because he's the, probably the best utility man that Saturday Night Live ever had. Mm -hmm. Voices, mannerism, just incredible. Yeah. Incredible human being. Funny guy. That's great. Do you remember what the what the first scene was that you shot? I, why do I think it was in the backyard? I think it was in the one of the backyard scenes. Backyard scene. So um Not the not the, the singing at the end. The part was it the party like when you first got there? Yeah, it's a backyard scene because we're all out in the backyard. And you had that suit on, and you were telling everybody. No, that was the good faithful, honest GFH. Yeah, yeah. No, that was later. This okay. was a scene just standing getting some hamburger. It was just a kind of wasn't a big scene. You had to get them kind of hip to who I was. Right, right, right. Yeah. Oh, was it um, was it the barbecue? Barbecue. When it was like while you guys were running the marathon. Yeah, yeah, but it, but it wasn't when we ran into the yard. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, got yeah. it, got it, got it. It was a. Uh, <laughs> it was <laughs> it was it was uh 
But the crew was on my side because uh-huh. I kept buying the crew. I kept buying the crew Baskin Robbins and coffee. Right, right. I finally <laughs> keep the crew happy. Yeah. I kept the crew happy. Kept the crew on my that, side. That is key. That is definitely keep key. Keep the crew. Sure. A lot of actors don't understand mm-hmm. that. You trip and go into your trailer. Right. <laughs> man, I say, hey, man, y'all, you're hungry? Y'all, anybody need something? Yeah. I'll give up what I have to make that happen. Right. So that was the beginning of what, as a movie, realizing um, you got you to gotta, you gotta put your foot down. Mm-hmm. But I put it down gentle. I didn't want to break your toe. Yeah. But I sure. want you to feel it. For sure. You know what I'm saying? So okay, so pretty much, so after that, after that first scene, you uh-huh. kind of. So what what was the energy like after you kind of decided? All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw in my own stuff well, into the mix. You know, it got weird because the act, director's talking to me, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to be cool with him. And when you finally say, it's, "I'm not gonna do that," mm-hmm. now everybody's like, "What? <laughs> Here you go. Send me how to work with." Right. So right. I said, "All I gotta do is make sure it's funny." Yeah. So if I can make the crew laugh. If I can make the crew laugh or somebody that was like in, in watching that was like from the families who were renting homes and mm-hmm. someone were allowed to come watch. Yeah. If I can get them, say, oh, man, we ruined the take because they laughed. I mm-hmm. said, I'm good. Nice. I'm good. Yeah, that's great. But no one I knew. And then I would go to the dailies, which you don't have to do now with, with, uh, with digital. Mm-hmm. But you have to go to dailies afterwards. Which means you shot for 12 hours, 15 hours during the day. And now I'm going to dailies at night. I'm tired mm-hmm. as hell. Because they got to get everything rolling up. And I'm, yeah. I'm trying to watch the dailies to make sure. Well, first, I was trying to see if I was funny. I said, maybe I can act. Mm. I mean, they had, I got to the point, I wasn't sure. But I went to the dailies. I said, that was funny. Mm. I said, okay. But I kept going to make sure they used the right takes. Yeah, You know, yeah. I was going to make sure they, that they used the right takes. How did they feel with you going to see that? Well, actually, before that, for anybody who doesn't know, dailies this is pretty yeah. much you're watching back the footage that you shot yeah. that day that's why they're called daily so whatever scene that you that you shot yeah. that day um all kind of like the main people of the crew uh would gather and yeah. literally just go back and watch all the takes um so and the reason why i'm asking this question is because that's a very tight-knit group of people who are actually yeah. allowed to sit and watch the dailies um and sometimes crews like they're cool with actors being there sometimes they're not well if you're a exec producer see different yeah. if you're a producer I'm one of the main people now. It's just mm-hmm. automatic. But back then, they didn't want me there. Yeah, he wanted to be able because I'm like, hey, why'd you take that one? Right. So that's so my question yeah. to you is like, how was so how was that the energy? Did they? I mean, it seems like they probably didn't want you there. They didn't want me there. How did how did you kind of like make it so? Because I'm just even thinking too for other you know actors who are trying yeah. to get into the game and might be in like a, a similar situation, how they can kind of navigate. Through that, but well, now the dailies member, you should get you ever you almost playing back at the at, at the at the. Well, that's true. Yeah, it's at kind home of a, base now. It's kind of a different situation. Yeah, you go home yeah. base, and you watch it. You can watch the take right back. Right, right. You know, so with me, you had to trust. Did you get it? Mm-hmm. Now that's a very old school way. Did you get it? Yeah, yeah. we got it. So I had to trust what I was doing, yeah. and, I had, and I had to trust the people that that were my my allies on the set. Yeah. I said that was, was that funny. Yeah, that was funny. That second one was funnier. I said write that down. Right. So I even back then I was learning my little secrets. What saved me, and I say God did this for me. I would just, we didn't shoot on Sunday. Mm-hmm. But Pittsburgh is shut down. We're shooting in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is shut down on Sunday. Mm-hmm. There's nothing to do. I was walking around looking for food. Uh, the editor, I think it's, pull it up. I think it's Eric Sears. It's the editor, I think, was on this. It was, because um, um, either he, Eric Sears or either was from my, my stand-up special or from this movie, because I get confused, because both of them were, Editors saved my life. The guys who edit, who I, I, editors are like you edit. You're you're a good editor. Editors are the lifeblood. Sometimes they're, some of them like they're oh, this yeah, far. They can completely directors. change. Yeah, they can change the movie. They can the save a movie. A movie. Yeah, they can take sure. a movie that sucked, and you got a great editor. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Oh man, you you can make it. Uh, you can make it happen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, keep going. I'll, I'll, okay. I'll find the name. Because there was a uh, there was an editor. Oh man, I wish he became a. He was doing all the Steven Seagal movies. Mm-hmm. But he ended up becoming a director. He was the first one that could bring the digital kit. They could take stuff and make it digital right away. Right, right, right. <sighs> he could sit and shoot. I wanted to work with him so bad. I wanted to work with him so bad. What he was able to do. Yeah. And he said, "Man, you need to be doing action movies." So we'll, we'll, we'll get down to it. Okay. I'm walking around. Uh, we get you get the name. I'm walking around the city. Trying to find something to eat. Uh, the editor's daughter, who at that time was probably eight, ten years old, maybe twelve. Probably no, probably about twelve. She's all by herself. Twelve, thirteen. She said, hey, hey, my dad's in this building. He's editing your. Uh, he wants you to come over. Mm. So, dude, I'm just and I'm looking to get some food. I go over to to the building where he's editing, right. and he's showing me the cuts. And I'm going. He said, "Man, my daughter's cracking up in here. I'm cracking up. Everybody see this." He goes. He said, go ahead and get some sleep at the end of the day. You don't have to go to dailies anymore. Right. I'm only sending the funniest stuff. Ooh. And that was that was my godsend. Yeah. My editor. Um, I think you said Eric Sears, right? Yeah. Is Eric Sears? Yeah, Eric it's Sears. Eric Sears. Mm-hmm. I remember boy, he was yeah. he was my cat. He God, man. There you go. He um he saved me, man. He he uh he saved me. And for him to say, I'm only sending those cuts to Joe Roth and him. Right. So that's that's great. So dude, it's great to have somebody. So now I go like to sleep. Yeah. I don't have to go any more dailies. I don't have to go any more dailies. When we get through shooting, he 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 was taking it, cutting it up. I love it. Well, as the as we go on, as as we go on, um, it got it got really bad, and the director said I was causing trouble on the set. Oh, uh, uh, it's hard. Why? Just because yeah. you were doing uh, because you wanted, he's uncontrollable. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. uncontrollable. Mm-hmm. He's uncontrollable. And but I'm having fun. Everybody else is having fun. Right, right, right. So. Joe Roth, we're, sh- we're shooting the scene in the airport where I'm running with the hamster oh, and running through the airport and jumping <laughs> over uh, the the, uh, uh, the uh, moving sidewalk and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, Joe Roth gets off the airplane right there at the gate where we're shooting the thing. He comes in. He looks. He said, okay, just do what you guys have been doing. And we shoot the scene two or three times. He goes, he says, is this what you're talking about, Sinbad doing? He said, yeah, yeah, keep that up. He got back on the plane, went back to L.A. I said, <laughs> Validation. 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 Not so much tripping, not mm-hmm. so much tumbling. What you hope the director goes like this, mm-hmm. okay, but it's not going to happen. Yeah. It's not going to Even if you're a big name star, you can still fall out. You see actors fall out all the time with yeah. directors. So that's why I love working with my son, people. We've been shooting stuff, Sinbad in the car. We've been shooting stuff at the house. I said, other than Chuck Vincent, and even me and but Butthead sometimes, mm-hmm. I've never had a director. Debbie Allen was it. Yeah, and Nima Barnett. Debbie Allen is a beast. Debbie Allen's but a beast. You don't know who Debbie Nima, Allen is. Nima Look Barnett, her. beast. Mm. Those two, you know, um, Ali Leroy. Mm. You know, when I did, uh, are we there yet? He, he didn't even put a, any words in the script. He said, "Sinbad talks." Nice. Yeah, it, <laughs> that's, it, that's it, probably and great I, to, I, to I, see I was, in the script. I was, I was, I was, I was blown away. I said, "What?" He goes, right. "I know what you do." Mm-hmm. That was validation for what you do. It's like how they would do Robin Williams toward the end. They didn't even have words in the script right. for more for many. Just Robin talks. So working with somebody like working with you, I trust you. Like, hey dad, try this, try that. You know, you hey, my mind's going hundred miles, try this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a it's like writing music, playing in a band. When the band is popping and two people in the band can play and looking at each other going. But when one band member band members, I can't wait to get out of this band. Or oh, man, he man, he's dragging the beat. That's when it's hard to be on the on the set of a movie, and you just realize, okay, 
We'll talk about. We'll do jingle all the way. I didn't, I didn't get a chance to say all the stuff about jingle. Did I even, yeah, remember we did a, we did a whole. Oh, I didn't get a chance to talk about how me and Arnold found a groove. And I think we, I think you talked about. That's about what happened. Did I talk yeah. about what happened? I think. So. I mean, everything. I don't think I did. As much as you talked about this, I don't <laughs> think I told how the groove went. Oh. I'll, okay, I'll use it in this one. Okay. This is what what happened here. Now, Jingle All the Way is not my movie. I'll get back to our guest. It's not my. It's not your movie. Then you're dancing a different dance. I told you how they didn't want me. I said yeah. they mm-hmm. had. They did not want me on the set. So I forgot when I got there the first day after they've taken me. I had to pay my makeup person. They didn't want to bring a makeup person. I remember, yeah. So I brought my own makeup yep. person. Mm-hmm. I get there the first day of, of taping. They said, oh, we like the earrings. So I had the earrings in. I got there. He's got, the, I hear him whispering. He's got the earrings in. I said, dude, you want the earrings out? Mm-hmm. I'll take them out. Yeah. There's people with nose rings. People in Hollywood got all kinds of things you can get rid of. You can shave a beard off, goatee, whatever. Yeah. So I just took them out. And they go like, oh, no, it was no big thing. Mm-hmm. That's when I realized that my reputation had gotten out of hand on how to deal with me. Right. Um, Arnold had three or four stunt guys look just like him. Yeah. You know, they're a tight knit group. So I'm in my trailer and I'm not part of that group yet. Right. And I'm like this, I'm cool. I didn't have my regular crew because this is not my movie. It's just me mm-hmm. there by myself. And Sheila uh, Evers was doing the makeup for me. Uh, uh, my sister came down, said she just wanted to sit in the trailer and see what it's like. Uh, sister Dorothea. Right. Well, first day of taping comes, I said, how do I, film me, how do, how do I be Sinbad and ask Arnold, mm-hmm. can I be Sinbad on an Arnold movie? Right. I said, God, show him, please, God. But man, we shot the scene. The scene of, we'll run into the mailbox. The first time we kind of, he throws me into the mailbox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we're outside. And it was funny. We got two of them. I look at Arnold. Can I try something? Yeah. So what you want to try? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, I can show you something else. <laughs> well, the next scene... He falls out laughing, wait, wait, cut, wait. <laughs> he said, do that again. So I'm like this. He laughed. But after we did it again, he goes like, now mine. Yeah, now yeah. give me one. Yeah. It was tit for tat. Yeah, yeah. And that said, oh, we're going to be all right. Next right. thing I know, I'm invited to Arnold's trailer. Right, Arnold right. has a workout trailer. He never let me work out. He let my dad work out. You don't work out. Oh, wow. You weak man. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, let, he let my dad Go in the trailer and work out with it. That's too funny. Yeah, yeah, I actually do remember you kind of getting into the yeah. into like how you guys had to gel and all that yeah. stuff and work together. Uh, w- would you say? Um, I think because you were kind of getting to that point that you and Phil Hartman kind of got you guys got. Oh, we were, we got Phil yeah. and I were like partners <laughs> in crime. Right, right, right. But that Maple Ridge song. Oh man, yeah, we at sitting the on the, the bridge. We looking at each other. <laughs> what you want to do? This yeah. what I'm gonna do. We just talking about we that that whole thing at the barbecue at the end. Mm-hmm. People don't realize that ending scene when you see us barbecuing at night. We had ten minutes before. The, okay, the the community was tired of us. So Wickley uh-huh. was tired of us. The house we were uh-huh. rented, they want the house back. Oh, People in the neighborhood wow. were tired of Sinbad and McCrew. Something must happen. McCrew said no more coffees. I said okay because mm-hmm. the crew said no, we don't want more coffees. Right, I said right. oh this this it this <laughs> lockdown day. I get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I get the police were there. Uh-huh. You know, Lin Swan lived down the street. Football player Lin Swan lived down the street. So we have 15 minutes. They're shutting this down. Mm-hmm. Police are there to shut it down. The police have been cool with us. Uh-huh. Now the city's like we got to shut this down. I said I got it, guys. Yeah, yeah. Sun's coming up. They're like this. Shoot as many times as you can until the sun comes out. So we're talking about the stinky feet, talking about me, me, me. Me and Phil are just singing songs, mm-hmm. doing barbecue. Last take, sun came full up. Wow. They said, serious? get out of our house, pack up. <laughs> we had to pack up, movie's over. 
That's great. So was, was that song improvised or was it improvised? Because I could tell just from like yeah. his laugh, it just seemed yeah. like a very natural laugh. Yeah, man. While yeah. you guys were coming up with stuff. <laughs> yeah, man. And, and what's funny is during the movie, the scene that I think best represents Phil and I, our relationship, mm-hmm. whereas we said, you lied to me mm. when he was hurt. Right, right, right. You lied to me. And my head is down. I said, dude, it was a it was a crazy figure. We had developed a bond. Mm-hmm. It's like I had lied to Phil Hartman. Right, right, right. And then when he came, <laughs> we're gonna go save Derek. Yeah. Maybe someone's gonna go save dude. It was like that's what yeah. made the movie kind of yeah. cool. Yeah. I agree. Cause that I, I always thought uh that, that was interesting because when the when they're taking you in the car, when the mom's taking you in the car yeah. and uh Phil Hartman's character, uh Gary Young in the movie. Yep. Yeah. He's like, oh, well, what's going on? They're like, oh, well, he owes him uh, $50,000. And he goes, oh, that's it? He's like, that's, that's yes. the problem? He was yeah. like, all right, well, they got a problem with my friend and they got a problem with me. Yeah, wouldn't that cool? And every time I hear that, I get hyped. I'm like, oh, wow, that's that's that's, that's friendship right there. And, and then, <laughs> then remember uh, uh, Ron Glass, who was real dead, bro? Yeah. He's not your best friend. <laughs> right. I'm your best friend. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That yeah, um, was that the only? I'm trying to think. Is it was that the only scene you had with uh, with Ron Glass? No, we had it in the living room. Remember in the best when he first came to visit. Was it the living room? Oh yeah, scene? and then obviously in the airport too. Yeah, in the in the beginning. Yes, yeah, so nice. still his identity. Yeah, yeah. How how's that working with him? Ron Glass. <laughs> he was on a thing called Barney. Barney Miller. It was mm-hmm. a, a cop show. I want you to look it up. Okay. A quintessential. Uh, if you understand a, a sitcom funny show, Barney Miller, mm-hmm. Ron Glass. Dude, he just for me to work with him. I was like this. I said, dude, I'm tripping. You know what? I said, Ron Glass, I'm tripping working with you. Right. I'm tripping. This is like an idol of mine. Right. And that's when you get to another level. And my, and they said, never meet your idols. Not you with him. Really? He's Real cool. cool. Real cool. That's amazing. Real cool. He, he, he's what I thought it would be. Suave, mm-hmm. sophisticated kind of dude. Dude, you want to actually say nothing stupid too. Right. But he was cool with you saying something stupid. Mm-hmm. That That's Ron Glass, man. It was such a cool thing working with him. But dude, we, um, it's, 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 What's wild about doing this movie is, okay, Stan Shaw plays my friend, the stuttering friend. Mm-hmm. Stan Shaw. What's my, what's Stan's name in the movie? I can't remember. He uh, he was uh, man. Why, am I, why am I tripping? Stan, uh, come on, man. Uh, my best friend, Blank the tattoo. Yeah, artist. Yes. Um, let me. Let, why why am I? Why he's am the I one tripping? that got that. He's the, he's the one that I'm. Uh, Larry the tattoo artist. Larry the tattoo man. Larry man. Mm-hmm. Larry. And I, I actually, I related with him a lot because he had asthma, or at least, well, yes, I don't know, maybe yes. the panic attacks. Yeah, yeah. We have the trouble breathing. So, I mean, just for me, I'm like, oh, that's representation of someone who can't breathe. But see, Stan, <laughs> Which was, Stan, I don't know. Stan Shaw <laughs> was an was a, was a idol. Stan Shaw, who I watched coming up, was, was for me as a black actor, to work with him. And he was Boys and Company C. I want you to watch a movie called The Boys and Company C. Okay. Stan Shaw, man, God, Stan Shaw, man. Remember, he was the boxer in Eddie Murphy movie, the stuttering boxer, mm. and in the Eddie Murphy movie yeah, with, yeah, yeah. with uh, God, God, um, with, with uh, Red Fox and stuff, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so he was, he was, he was the, the, the boxer in that one, but he was so much more. Stan Shaw's uh, resume is stupid. Yeah, it's, it's stupid. No, man. Really, yeah, it really is. And I, I just he's I didn't I wasn't as intimidated. Oh really? Oh, I was intimidated by being in scenes with him. Yeah, I was intimidated. We had a scene where I had all the uh, baseball cards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the the baseball cards. Yeah, and man, I'm doing my shtick. I'm doing my Sinbad mm-hmm. shtick. And he said, "Hold, stop, stop, stop. Said, Look at me. 
And he took me to the side. The director, where are you going? I give notes. Uh-huh. He looked at the director. And Stan's a big brother. Stan said, chill. I said, oh. <laughs> he took me to the side. You want to be a comedian? You want to be an actor? You want to be a thespian? You, you want to have a career? You want to see people see you beyond Sinbad? Mm. He said, when you do this scene, man, you act. Don't do shtick, man. Mm-hmm. We're best friends. We got... You got these baseball cards. You're trying to sell the cards. You've been a con artist all your life, man. Give me that guy. Oh, that's deep. Now I'm like. That's deep. Now I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see why that would be a little intimidating. And then after I did the scene, I didn't look at the director. I looked look at, at Stan. I said, Stan, how was that? Yeah. And the director. I'm the director. Yeah. I said, Stan. Which, from the yeah. director's point of view, that's actually. I know. That's horrible. Horrible. <laughs> it's really horrible to do. But. Uh, I guess it's, I'm assuming at that point, I feel like for Stan to feel like he had to do that, maybe he felt like the director wasn't. He giving, said, giving he said, man, right he, he, he wouldn't know it because he was just letting me do just stick. do whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I say, stick. Mm-hmm. Like comics get caught up with stick. Yeah. Stan was looking out for me to be an actor. Mm-hmm. And he didn't have to. Yeah. I never met him. We became friends on the set. And it just, I don't know why he did that for me. Right. He's a Chicago brother, too. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know why Stan Shaw did that for me. And I, I thank Stan Shaw to this day for making me an actor. That's great. And I mean, I got intimidated. He said, hold up, man. Let me let, let me take you aside. Yeah. It was the way he said, I mean, you, you, you want a career, right? As an actor. And Randy, what's what's going on? What's going on? Right. He said, shh. <laughs> yeah, to tell a director off like that. That's- so, you know, but I think that happens a lot. And back especially today with black and white. Mm-hmm. And let's face it, everybody hates to talk about the race, but it is. Sometimes you don't get that. You know, there weren't a lot of black directors then. There weren't yeah. a lot of people you got a chance to work with that look like you and push you. Yeah, yeah. And think about you. It's like having a, a counselor in high school that lets you take easy classes. You have a white counselor. Don't worry about math. Yeah. I was going to school for engineering. My math, my counselor told me I didn't need it. Right. I'm going to school for engineering. So uh I think Stan Shaw. And that That's moment, awesome. I thought about each scene. I said, yeah. think about the scene. Read the script the night before. Understand, what right, am I trying right, to do? Right. Nice. Kind of helped you take yeah. it to the next level. So- and uh, another, another tip. The young Sinbad, the young, the young Derek Bond, mm-hmm. the first kids they hired, they hired this, this young fat kid, I said. And really? I, I don't want to shame him. I said, <laughs> I said, what are y'all trying to say about me? Right. You know, <laughs> I'm like this. I, at first, I thought it was a, a dig at me. Right, right. I said, no, nah, no, nah, man. And I, the kid that played me, I saw him again, man. Really? He's a grown man now. I said, no. Nah. That's cool. When they found that kid, mm. that was me. Right, You, right, you right. saw him do that, man. He gathered around. Exactly. That was, that kid got it. That's cool. Yeah. Was there anybody else, any other actor? I mean, obviously, uh, you know, aside from Phil Hartman, the... Uh, you know, you acted along with it, kind of helped you in that way, or you kind of took notes from, like, okay, this is how they do it. Let me let me implement that in, in what I do. On that movie? Yeah, on House Guest. On, on House Guest, I watched Kim Grice. Um, she was, she was, you know, she had been, mm-hmm. what was that movie? It was a crazy movie. What are you thinking about that for everybody? Uh, Kim Grice, she played the uh, wife and yeah. mother, uh, Emily Young, to and Phil Hartman's Gary Young. She was an actress, actress. She was really one of those, you know, those thespians. Mm-hmm. That you know, I, I watch how they work, and and you take what you can take from each person. Kim Murphy, that played this dog. Oh yes, the daughter, mm-hmm. Beast, the the oldest daughter, the the um, Sylvia Punk, Platt. Punk yeah, she loves Sylvia Platt. <laughs> Man, she could 
cry on cue and do mm-hmm. this stuff. And me and her were in that scene. I said, man, I'm, I found myself watching her. Mm-hmm. She was beast, man. I mean, everything she's ever done. Right, Just right. a beast, man. Nice. Yeah. Cool. What about, because um, I know this is something you always told me, but I think is kind of like a cool tidbit uh, since we're talking about the kids. So obviously, um, Chauncey, Leah Party. Chauncey, um, man. Who, I play, love Chauncey, uh, who man. plays Jason Young, the, the son, <laughs> wants to be a basketball player, had yeah. all, those bull, all that Bulls gear yeah. on. You took him to go play ball. Yeah. Um, so t- tell me about the, the interesting story about that. Oh, I'll give you two stories. Okay, Chauncey, <laughs> man. Chauncey is a... I love Chauncey. I still talk to Chauncey now, man. Oh, really? Oh, Chauncey cool, dope. man. Chauncey oh, cool. Real quick, side note to Chauncey uh, also played Squints in uh, The Sandlot. Which I think Fun one fact. of the most classic movies. Yes. <laughs> and, and the director of Sandlot directed uh, First Kid. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes, he did. Oh, yes, see, he did. Man, he directed man, First Kid. I'm, I'm tripping. I'm yeah, tripping. yeah. That's cool. Okay. So, you know, I was just a big fan of, of mm-hmm. Sandlot, you know, to this day, one of the best. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I'll give you two scenes. We go on, the, the one with the basketball court where we take the kids' clothes. Mm-hmm. Uh, basic, great, great scene, but this happens. This actual mm-hmm. basketball court in Pittsburgh, right right then, and Pittsburgh has, has their own little gang problem. But I guess this court on Sundays is a neutral court where rival gangs can come play basketball. Oh, snap. The people that <laughs> scouted the scouted the court didn't really get all the information. Uh-huh. We're out there on the court, and I see all these brothers. Come. Now, brothers, we pick it up. I'm like this, because this is the second time in the movie. I'll tell you the first one. Mm-hmm. So, oh, Lord, what did we do wrong here? And they all came up, and they're on the side like, yo. And we're shooting the scene, and no one's talking to them. Right, right. I said, hold on, hold on. Let me go talk to them. Yeah. I said, did we mess up? Yeah, Sinbad. This that time, key that time I was Sinbad. So yeah, nice. yeah, yeah, man. This is the only day. This is the only day, man. We get to get together. We you know we from different game, but this is a neutral place where we play basketball, man. And y'all messing that up. Mm. I said, man, you know what? How about this, man? I I, I need to get to scene. Uh, are y'all hungry? Yeah, we can always eat. I said we got food coming in about two hours. Y'all eat with us. We cool till we shoot the scene. You gonna feed us? I said, yeah. All right, we good. So they nice, hung out, man. Nice. They all were hanging out. Uh-huh. I said, look, man, we gotta get this scene. And uh, the, the director, man, I said, look at me. Uh-huh. We gonna speed this up, right? Because we got we got to get them some time to play basketball. Right. So we gonna speed this up. You gonna get the shots you get. You might not get all the shots you want to get. Mm-hmm. So get the most important shots. And uh, we 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 the crew we they ate with us. Nice. That's dope. They ate with us. Another scene is see when you pull when I pull up in the, in the little car, my little raggedy car. Oh, in the very beginning of the and, movie, and coming to my apartment, mm-hmm. we in this alley. We get in the alley, and there's a brother on the second floor talking on a, on back there, you know, big old phones with the antenna, mm-hmm. the cordless phone. Bro, I said, he ain't hooked up. He ain't talking to nobody. Yeah, man, send me that out here. I said, that brother ain't, and Randy, I said, that brother ain't mm-hmm. talking to nobody. He's just talking. <laughs> So he's in the window talking, talking, thinking we're going to tell him to shut up yeah. so he can get paid some money for the movie. Mm-hmm. I said, put it in the movie. Mm-hmm. I said, catch it, put it in the movie. Man. Yeah. And so I said, catch it, put it in the movie. Well, man, we're shooting. We're shooting, man. Okay, two crazy things. I'm in my trailer. I'm in my trailer changing. And I'm looking up, and this woman, I keep seeing this naked breast. It's Wait, a crack what? at it. It's a crack at it. She's jumping up. She's jumping up in the window if I can see her. But no, she crack at it. She ain't in the best shape. I'm right. like, <laughs> I can't even tell it was a breast at first. I said, what oh. the hell was that? Oh, wow. So I come outside. I said, hey, 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 young lady. Yeah, I'm not I'm not buying sex for you, but I will send you to rehab. Right, right, right. And I send her oh. to rehab. She wow, said, what? I said, crazy. I will send you to rehab. 
Mm. You ain't got to be out here doing this. Yeah. So I sent a rehab. I, I saw maybe eight years after that. I said, do you remember me? This woman had two kids. I was the woman that jumped by your trailer. Yeah, man. That's cool. So, you know, it, it, you never know when situations was happen. Mm-hmm. But in the alley, we're shooting. And I see these brothers getting closer and closer to the gear. And no one's paying attention. So I go over there. I say, hey, um, did, we, did we violate a rule? Yeah, man, bad. You violated a rule. Because it's about to be 6 o'clock. That's mm-hmm. when this is a crack alley. That's mm-hmm. when they make their money selling all the crack and stuff. I said, look, man, I said, oh, the location manager probably came during the day. He said, well, we, we got a situation. They was about mm-hmm. to steal all the gear. Oh, wow. They was about to shut down production and steal the gear. Dang. And there was a police officer there. He said, yo, man, you picked the wrong alley. This is what the police officer told me. I said, man, who wants to be in the movie? What? I said, oh, you're going to cut us out. I said, I swear, y'all will not get cut out. That scene where I grab, I got my groceries, I go play basketball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I talk to his brother going across the street. Uh-huh. That's some of them. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So those, those are literally like, so people from the area. Yeah. They weren't like extras or no. anything like that. Oh. Some were extras, some were cats. I just said, oh, so it, be was like, it was like a mix. It was a mix. That's crazy. Yeah. So really, you you, you single handedly saved it's, it's uh, called, everybody's life on that you got, set. You got to make a movie work. Well, <laughs> save the gear. Save it, or yeah, save the gear. And you got to be aware of surroundings. You can't just come in. I think they're better at it now. It's location, yeah, scout. Yeah, yeah. You got to pay attention. If you're in an inner city area, or, or even, I don't care if you're in the Appalachia, Appalachia or whatever, you got to ask people questions mm-hmm. about what is this. You're so busy looking at what it looks like, but you better ask the community, what is this to you? Yeah, exactly. You know, I always believe in that. Oh, wow. That's cool. Uh, also, fun fact, um, when in the very beginning, when we see you in that busted car first, yes. it's like framed. So yeah. we think you're you're in that like nice red yes. convertible. Yes. And then there's this woman, this still scars me to this day. This woman walks by and you're like, oh, hey, what's up, baby? Yeah. And she's like, hey. And then um, I remember watching that because the person who walked by uh, is... My aunt, Aunt Dorothea, your sister. <laughs> so when I saw that in the movie, I was like, why is, what? Why did that just happen? Because uh, she was the only one there. <laughs> really? Dorothea was there. <laughs> so just uh, one of a few things that scarred me forever. Because, uh, but, you know, the, fun fact for people who don't know. Now here's another fun fact. <laughs> that scene with the car was not in the movie. Oh, That's right. when Joe Roth said, I know we're going to be all right. I wrote that. We were sitting there. Oh, really? We were sitting there. Even the framing, everything. Yeah, yeah. Man, I'm so proud of that. We're sitting reading the script. I said, hey, how about the beginning? You see him through the through a car. He said, they, they made that car. That little busted car. They designed that car for me, man. Wow. They, you can hit the little button. Smoke would come out and everything. Yeah, yeah. So they designed that little busted car. It died right after the movie. It <laughs> died. I can believe it. I, mean, I was, I was surprised you even fit in it. That, <laughs> no, I was in the back seat. Look. They took the front seat out. I'm driving it from the back seat. Oh, what? I'm driving that car from the back seat. So I wrote a saying, said, hey, you see me through the window, but then when the car pulls off, mm-hmm. I'm in a busted ride. Right. And Jerron said, okay, now we got a movie. Love it. And I was I like, it, oh, that's, oh, that's okay? Yeah. And that's when I knew we could do something, man. <laughs> that's amazing. That's amazing. I mean, I just, it's, it's always fun for me to hear like all these little fun facts, even though yeah. I know, you know, I've known most of them, but even just talking to you now, I'm learning so much more. Is there... Out of everything, so how, how long would you say that shoot was to do the to do the whole movie? Six weeks. Six weeks? I think it was a six-week shoot. Yeah, I've never had a long shoot. Uh-huh. I've never been gone. Like people say, I'm gone for four or five months. Yeah. I want one of those. Right, right, right. I want one of those action on location, mm-hmm. like you hate everybody movies. Right. But most of my movies, four, six weeks, seven weeks at the most. Yeah. 
So what other what other scenes would you say were kind of like that where you added you either added that scene it wasn't in the script originally you added the scene or if it was in the script you kind of like added your own pizzazz the GFH all oh, those yeah. were my words when you had good the, faith the funeral, the funeral. Yeah, yeah. The funeral outfit, I was just and I'm not gonna bust her but um, <laughs> the writer who had a hard time with me changing the script uh-huh. you'll see a character that goes is that supposed to be funny uh-huh. That was the writer. Oh, are you serious? Yes. Ooh. Yes. Not impressed. Yes. <laughs> she was not giving it up. Also, another favorite, I think, of, of everybody is the um the dentist scene where your hands oh. are numb. That was that was my classic. Yeah. Nobody knew what I was gonna do. Really? And nobody had. We just knew it was gonna be so Nova came, but dude, it just became everybody was crack. We were cracking up. That scene, the, the doctor guys playing doctors. We almost couldn't get through the scene. Really? And the scene where the girl had the jacked up teeth. Yeah. She actually was a model. Oh, really? So, you know, she said she's so excited doing the movie. And I finally told her, you know, no one's going to know you're fine. Mm. She goes, what? We'll only know you with those teeth. With their fake teeth, right? Yes. Yeah. She goes, what? <laughs> we will only know you with those teeth. I know teeth. I did. <laughs> I said, so why don't we take a picture now? You have the teeth. So we got a picture with the crew. Yeah. I said, all we're gonna know <laughs> is you with those jacked up teeth. <laughs> Dang. Yeah. That's they had the crazy. teeth made for. That's too funny. Yeah. Wow. Oh, the McDonald's scene. Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, classic. Go, go, go. I get, cause I got. Classic. Okay. So obviously, McDonald's was a, was a, a sponsor in some way, shape, or form. I think. I don't I know. I feel like the hat, cause it was very heavily. It was very prominent, wasn't it? Product placement. You know what's funny? <laughs> right now, I want, I don't know why I want, I want a Big Mac. I don't, do, that, don't know why right now I want a Big Mac. Fun fact for me, that's that those McDonald's shots, see, and seeing you run in like slow motion, yes. that's why I have a McDonald's problem. That's why I became Man, addicted to McDonald's. Was that, not, was that not the coolest? I feel like that's the only movie that's ever made McDonald's like feel that desirable. It was, it was, it shows you what, it, you know what? It was what, remember, because I'm faking being a vegetarian. Right. The whole movie, I'm faking being a vegetarian. And I finally yeah. saw McDonald's. Now, in Sewickley, where we were filming uh, House Guests, no McDonald's was allowed. There is no McDonald's really? in Sewickley. Really? We took a building and created a McDonald's. Oh, what? Are you serious? But this is what happened. They put a fake McDonald's there, and cars were pulling up, and kids were like, <laughs> McDonald's! <laughs> and then when they found out it was a fake McDonald's, the depression. Wow. So we had a real McDonald's yeah, I, I bringing all this food. We had a real McDonald's <laughs> bringing all this McDonald's food so the kids can have McDonald's. That's crazy. I didn't know that. Yes. Wow. Swickley was very, it's a very unique mm-hmm. place. Dang, so I guess McDonald's had nothing to do. So that, so that was just free uh, free advertising. Free advertising. Amazing. Because when, even when you're on that bridge and like you finally can't yep. take it anymore. I can't, man. <laughs> Dude. I've never, that. every time I see that, I want a burger. McDonald's burger. Every single time. That, I'm so weak. Yeah. So. Oh. <laughs> we talking about scenes that were made up. Uh-huh. In the car, talking about the shark eye on me, uh-huh. all that screaming, and when I was lying in the car, and the shark, the shark got on me, got on me. I wanted to, yeah, I wanted to ask you about that. So that this is the scene, like this is right after yeah. uh, um, you convince Phil Hartman's character that you are yeah. uh, Derek Bond, yeah. And so now you're driving off with him, and he's well. I think he asked you about like, oh, how's your yeah. wife? Yeah, all that stuff. Terrible, it do <laughs> that scene. I don't know what was ever written. I said, look at me, Phil. I'm going. Right. I just went for it. Mm-hmm. And if it gets funny, the taste were getting funny. Phil is cracking up. And then Phil's going with the thing. Dude, it Phil was the best straight guy that was 
funny. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, but we get funny. Yeah. His, his, his reactions yeah, his, to his you. His expressions were great. Yeah, wow, wow, wow. <laughs> wow, wow, Derek. Yeah, even wow, in Derek. his, like, how he yeah. would subtly deliver yes. a line, like, yes. everything was great. He is, oh, man, I miss, God, man. I know his kids miss him, too. Yeah, I mean, man. That's that's crazy. That, we'll get, we want to get into that a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, is there anything else that you think would, you would want to add or any, like, fun facts? And is there anything about the uh, the speed golf scene? Oh, you know, that, think, that was made up. So that whole scene was made I, up? I, I read about speed golf. Really? Yes. I said, hey, man, there's a thing called speed golf. It was real. Speed golf is real. Yeah, you yeah. got to play? I found out about speed golf, and we put it in the movie. What? So that yes. so that whole scene was not in the script? It was, there was a golf scene. Golf, okay. But we made up. I said, speed golf is a real <laughs> golf thing. That's cr- so pretty much all the best moments of the movie were added in later. We know what they came in. But I think, I think in all comedies, I think we got a comic that's funny. Mm-hmm. If you look at, look at, okay, look at the first, the first Aladdin. Mm-hmm. It don't work without Robin Williams. Yeah, that's why there was so much pressure on on on, on Will, Smith. Will Smith. Yeah, and I give Will so much love because yeah, the, he killed it. Man, that's trying to trying to yeah. follow. That's like trying to follow a bad boy with no Will Smith. Right, exactly. Like some dude <laughs> trying to take Will Smith's spot. Exactly. But it was great because he was just being himself yeah. rather than trying to be Robin Williams, yeah. which was cool. So it was. I mean, that it was. I think every great comedy mm-hmm. has that. That's awesome. Um, I based a lot on when I was watch uh, Gene Wilder with Richard Pryor. Mm-hmm. I watched. Okay. I kept watching those movies again uh, to see that combination because Gene Wilder was his yin and yang. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two different guys. That's crazy. That's crazy. So, so with that, because obviously, um, I think everybody can say like it's house guest has become like another like household name that yeah. everyone enjoys. Everyone watches with their family. Yeah, yeah, things like that. You know, same with Jingle all the way. Now, like it's it's a household name. House yeah. guest, you could say it's a household name. Yeah, um, but. Like with Jingle All the Way back then, it wasn't well received when it first came out. And yeah, I thought I thought this was gonna be House Guest was gonna be my forty eight hours, mm-hmm. my breakout. I'm gonna get all these movies after that. Right, right, right. And it and it didn't happen. Yeah, it, it did all right, but it became like I say, it almost became like almost all my movies did better mm-hmm. as time went on. Right, and I don't, I can't figure out for the life of me why. Right. And because I was curious to see what the ratings were. And granted, this might not have been the ratings at the time, just because uh-huh. on Rotten Tomatoes, people can leave reviews years yeah. after. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. Was Rotten Tomatoes? Right, yeah, Rotten you know, Tomatoes wasn't you know, even Rotten, you know, he, so, was just a, he was just a sad dude. Yeah. Like what, an so, early podcast, whatever that was. Right. So there's, I saw like one review was actually from 1995, and then everything else was like from a couple of years after and then uh-huh. currently. But yeah, it's, it's currently sitting at a 14%. Which is, you know, considered rotten. Mm-hmm. But I think that's what I think is interesting with that um, kind of rating system. How, you know, a movie can get killed because the critics didn't like it or they may not have gotten it. But, you know, give it some time, let it release on DVD and let families actually enjoy yeah. it. I think it's different. And um, I wanted to read because I was curious to see if there's any other actual like legit um, articles uh-huh. I found an article from the New York Times, uh, January 6th, dated January 6th, 1995, uh, from the writer Karen James. And out of like the length of the article, because, you know, uh, yep. uh, reviewers or, or, you know, they all, they like to use these words, these expose. huge words. They like and, to expound. Yeah, exactly. It's like, okay, whatever, cool. You're just trying to show that you're, you know what film is. Um, but there was one part of the article that I really liked. And she said, quote, casting Sinbad was a single good idea in Houseguest. His energy keeps the film moving, and he is naturally amiable as Kevin, 
whose character plays off the actor's stand-up persona. Uh, Kevin talks to himself a lot in many monologues. Unfortunately, everything he says relates uh, to the transparent uh, plot. But of course, because you know, of course, yep. they had to give you a little negative at the end. Yeah, they got it. to, got to, man. Got to make the transparent plot. But yeah, but I mean, I think just but for, everybody knows the plot. I mean, any kind of movie like that, we know what the plot is. Yeah, the yeah. Guys faking his identity at the end, mm -hmm. he comes clean. Yeah, exactly. Every movie has been done. I'm trying to think, other than sci-fi movies, mm -hmm. every movie has is is how do you get to the end? Yeah. There's no, there's no new. We I mean, think about it. Look at filmmaking. Was it just so good back in the day? What was were movies and plays done so well that okay, what do you do now? I think <laughs> um I think one, well obviously I think there had to be more attention paid to the art form, mainly like financially, yeah, things like that, because equipment wasn't like widely available. No but special effects. Yeah, but also too, I think because you have to remember when newer forms of film start coming out, uh -huh. you know, people people don't really take that at first because everyone's like, oh, well, this is how things have been made. Yeah. Like even when they jump to a, a, um, a 23.98 frames or 24 yeah. frames for film, and that's like, now that's like the standard. Before they even jump to that, everyone's like, oh, this is too, this is too hyper too, real. Uh, because it's like, yeah, it's not gonna the, be real. Oh, the frames yeah. used to be like, what, 10, 15? 15, <laughs> yeah. Frames yeah. per second? 15 frames per so second. So even with that jump, which is now the standard, when it was happening, they were like, oh, no, 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 no. This isn't gonna work. So now when, uh, you know, uh, um, you know, with the Hobbit jumping to 45 frames and things like that, everyone's like, oh, it's too much. And for me personally, I think, yeah, it is a little too much, but it was, it's, it it's, was strange. It was different though. It was different. And you can't knock a, a filmmaker for trying to do different things. And I think even comedies, like comedies changed where, oh man, Come you know, on. I think because there were always funny comedies, but yeah, I think more life and more energy started coming into comedies, uh, especially like with stand-up comedians and things like that. It brought, they brought a new twist to And the, they did just, the some genre. comics didn't want to be silly. I, I always wanted, what I'm still waiting for, I think Cherokee Kid caught some of it. I wanted something that was not just silly. Yeah. I want to do something you're laughing. Like there, some stuff I won't do straight up silly. Ha ha, yeah. make it funny as hell. Yeah, you know what it's about, but I made you laugh. Yeah. Some I wanted to be like, like I said, I always want to do, I always said it takes a thief. Crown Heights affair. I always want to do something like that. Yeah, that was different. Even it's funny. I want to do something that, as, as an assassin, mm -hmm. vampire. Right. How do you make it, man? Why am I laughing at that? Yeah, you want something that's vicious, but you're still laughing. Exactly. You know. Exactly. How do you make um, it not campy? Right. And so now, kind of like the the points that I want to get to that we <laughs> mentioned briefly. The, there were <laughs> two moments, at least for me, uh, where I actually cried because. When this movie came out, 95, I was four <laughs> years old, okay? So I didn't understand the concept of a movie <laughs> in acting. So uh, there were two moments when I actually cried uh, from things that were happening to you because I couldn't, you know, couldn't yet. I couldn't even tell though the I'm difference. Standing, even yeah. though I'm standing there. So I'm seeing you. So the first one was when, um, this one wasn't directly to you, but it was when you were in the airport at the very beginning when you're trying to run away from the mob uh -huh. and you uh, had to let your hamster go. Yes, <laughs> and, in the airport. And you had to let the hamster go in the airport. And I don't know why, but I just like bawled crying. Because I was like, no, that's your hamster. What are you doing? Yes. And I just, it, it killed me. But then when I saw like the little girl. I'm glad you said that. Uh -huh. That was added. Oh, really? It was a person on the set said, where'd the hamster go? Oh, really? Yeah, we said, we didn't think about it. He says, no, no, yeah. no, no. Animal people don't get mad. Yeah. This is way before Peter was talking. Yeah. So they added the scene. It was somebody's daughter on the set. Mm. Where she grabbed the hamster. Oh wow! Because if you didn't show the hamster being saved, that means the hamster got stomped somewhere. Something is dead. Yeah, that's what I was thinking was going to yeah. happen. Um, so I, yeah, so I cried there, and then the second time I cried 
was when you got McDonald's, you finally got to McDonald's, um, and then the mob found you and they were chasing you, you were, you know, hopping the fence and all that yep. stuff. And then finally you escape, but then uh, Phil Hartman pulls up in his car and you have to dish the the hamburger because he still thinks you're a vegetarian, and you throw it into that kid's little playpen. And I remember I just bawled because I was like, "That's your hamburger! No, why? Why is that happening?" So yeah, I just I thought yeah. Looking back, I'm just like, "Why was I crying?" But I did that on a lot of your movies. Even I, I, in uh, in yeah. Good Burger, I cried yeah. when they hit your mailbox with the with the. I cried too with the car, and I'm like, "Why?" Because I wanted to buy that car. Oh yeah, I, I, I cried because I wanted that Lexus, and they kept de- they kept jacking yeah. that Lexus up, man. Yeah, so those you know embarrassing. Moments moments for me just uh you know is there any there any other like last like things you want to you wanted to let anybody know <sighs> things that um little like other little fun facts you think they might want to know about the movie um when you were shooting it um you know again any other scenes that might have been added uh improvised because i mean it's safe to say a lot of this movie was improvised it was, right? I, and i want to give out love he's passed away my mm-hmm. stunt double rusty that hop in the scene jumping remember jumping fence Running and jumping the fence, mm-hmm. that was Rusty. Yeah, oh yeah. God, Rusty, man. That was the first time I I was jealous because mm. I thought I was going to do the stunts. He goes, no, you're not. <laughs> and when I saw what he did, I said, "Yeah, oh my God. Mm-hmm. And then he was the one when, when, on the car when I go to get the uh, bus stop and ran upside the car. I, was, I had practice. Right, so I right. run up a car. He goes, no, you're not. Wow. <laughs> I said, man, <laughs> I, ain't, I ain't getting no, no cool stuff. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, but Rusty, I just want to give love to, yeah, to Rusty. Yeah, absolutely. And is a real city. Oh, okay. Remember seeing? How yeah. far can I go? Yeah. Okay. El Equipo. That's a real city. Okay. Outside Pittsburgh. That's nice. not some made up name. That's true. I actually didn't think into that. Yeah, it's, it's real, bro. Nice. Okay. Cool. Well, um, so what we did earlier today, yeah. we also, you threw up on your Instagram page some questions yeah. uh, that some of your followers uh, could ask. And so I wanted to list off some of those. And that's why I didn't really get into it until now, because a lot of questions came up about this particular question. So this first one, um, yeah, which was brought up by a lot of people. So what was it like working with the legendary Phil Hartman? I know you mentioned some things. It was, you know what? It was a great experience. A lot of times you can't just say, oh, man, it was okay." No. And you'll just you'll just say it. Mm -hmm. It was a great experience. It was a great experience. I was hurt when when I heard what happened to him, his life, you know, his wife shooting him and everything was just. It was unbelievable. At first, it was unbelievable. But to work with him, to be able to do a movie, one of my first movies, to be able to work with Phil Hartman, to have a person that could help me find my, my groove, because it could have gone it could have gone south with the wrong person. Right. So yeah, it, it sure. was, I yeah. was, I was blessed. He was the perfect partner. And that's what I call a partner mm-hmm. to do this movie with. That's great. So obviously, if, if he was still here, do you think you guys would have done more movies oh, together? Oh, man, I, I was hoping we would, man. Mm-hmm. Man, we, we have, I don't think we have scenes together, Jingle All the Way. We right, did, yeah. You know, but yeah, we, definitely. Didn't, we didn't do scenes together. Yeah. It was there, because um, Jingle All the Way came afterwards. Yeah. Because of this movie, was that kind of like how you guys ended up in Jingle No, we just happened. It just happened. No, it just happened. Oh, wow. Just happened to work that way. Wow, okay. Did you guys ever hang out a lot? Um, you know, we talked, you know, because he got, he was into... He was into uh, planes, and I was mm-hmm. in my boat thing right then. Right. And after that, he got into boats, man. Nice. And I wanted to get back into planes. That's cool. Was there anything that, like, he taught you or, like, while you were working with him on this movie or even Jingle All the Way or just in life? Oh, you can't, in you, life? Was you there can't any- do what he does. Mm-hmm. There's something you can't do. You, you look at him like this. He's a master at that. That's like yeah. a person who can do voice. Like Eddie Murphy can do voices. You can't talk. I mean, you can't. Mm-hmm. So what I just do, I watch in awe. 
And what it makes me do is I have to find, I have to hone my thing so I can be as strong as what he does. Right. You know what I'm saying? Nice. That's awesome. Yeah, because that's one of the things I think, um, you know, in that article obviously was saying that like casting you was the best thing. But I think casting both you and Phil. Cast, casting me and right, Phil. It was me and Phil. Because it was the combination yeah. of the two. And I feel like if it wasn't you guys or if it was somebody else other than him, I feel like it, that could have that chemistry could have just been completely and Stan Shaw. And yes, believe, and, believe it, thank God it had Stan Shaw. Yeah, exactly. So I think it was a combination of all yeah. those things because you just saw how natural yeah. it was. and You guys were able to, to roll off each other. Um, which is amazing. I mean, and uh, I think it all culminated in that final mm-hmm. uh, Christmas song when you guys were grilling, <laughs> which, by the way, was did that song ever become, because it plays during the credits, like, did that song, act, was that ever Issue, released? that's a classic. Because that needs to be a Christmas song. That's a that's classic. That's just my opinion. That's a classic. <laughs> that's a classic, man. Do you know if it was ever, like... No, re- never um, released. Never released. See, we got we to gotta get those. We, never we never released, man. We gotta, never Because that would kill. That would absolutely kill. All right, so the next question is from I am Pierre Williams. And he asked, did you actually have to punch the guy uh, in the dentist chair? No. It's a pullback punch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a pullback punch. Right, right. It was my fake. The illusion. <laughs> it's my first fake. Rusty had to show me how to do it. Okay. My stunt guy had to show me how to do a fake pullback. Because mm-hmm. the guy in his chair, he was a stunt cat. Mm. So, you know, he knew yeah, how yeah. to take the pullback. Nice. Okay. So that wasn't the actual, like, actor. In well, he's the, the actor, in but, he knows, but he knows how to do the stunt. He knows how to do the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the pullback on it. Right. Nice. Um, that that would have been crazy if you actually punched him in the face. I know. Wouldn't have been messed <laughs> that up. Been different type of it's movie. like when I did uh, when I did uh, first kid. Mm-hmm. That was a stunt man that I, that the one I swept. Uh-huh. The one that was trying to kill me. Oh, yeah, that nice. was actually stunt man. That's why I can't wait till we get into Jersey yes. Kid because that's gonna be yeah. great. Um, and then next, uh, Cheek Cheek Chico asks, uh, "Were your hands really numb during the dentist scene?" No, <laughs> that's just no, that's man. just a test of your acting. That's my. It was not numb. <laughs> Now they're numb because I got no feeling in my fingertips. Right. But that's life. <laughs> did, was there anything you had to do to, to prepare for that or did you just wing it the way you were No, just I just, you hands? know what? I just, it just came. Yeah. It just, you know, it's funny. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about like Richard Pryor and Bill Cosby. Mm-hmm. Guys thought they were so physical. Mm-hmm. I said, here's my chance to be real physical, yeah. man. And that's like I was saying in the beginning, I think that's why I enjoy this movie so much. Um, obviously, you got to do it too in, yep. in a, um, Jingle All the Way. Yeah. But it was like that first time I got to see you. Be like that full on. I mean, physical comedy. As it's, well. it's been a while since I've yeah. been able to do a full on. The craziest thing, I could be kind of crazy, mm-hmm. was uh, it's always sunny Philadelphia. No, oh, yeah. I could go straight yeah. over the top. Oh yeah, you went mind. real crazy yeah. on that one. <laughs> I'm, I want one of yeah. those again. Man. Right, I know yeah. that was definitely funny. Um, that that would actually be a funny one to talk about too. Yeah, maybe we can actually get the um, <laughs> get the actual crew from Always. Sunny. Yes, that'd be that great. That would be awesome. So the closer eighty six asks, "Who came up with the you had a chicken dinner, but you wanted a chicken nugget line?" <laughs> oh, oh, you know, we were writing that. I, I, uh-huh. You know, I think we were writing it because that scene with him, uh-huh. the SD, a lot of that stuff came. Yeah. Dude, think of how far I advanced. I came up with a lot of stuff mm-hmm. with SD three. Yeah, I came up with it. I forgot who it was. Oh, Ice Ice Baby was just coming out. Oh, Vanilla, Vanilla Ice. Ice. Oh, it's so oh, you, yeah. you came up with the name ST three. No, no, they, I think they had the name ST three. Now uh-huh. he actually. Was a film student working on it. They, this is his first thing doing. Really? He was a friend uh, of the director. Oh, wow. And they put him in the movie. But I said, That's man, awesome. I'm going to base this off a, off a white guy who thinks mm-hmm. he's black and, mm-hmm. and take it to another level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. And if you guys are a little curious on that line, that's when you took uh, the boyfriend of yep. the oldest daughter after yep. you caught him kind of like cheating on yep. her. Um, you took him out, drove his Jeep onto the train tracks. Yep. So this train's coming towards them, and you're trying to, you know, Scare, scare the fake black off of yeah. it. Yeah. 
<laughs> so, man, be being stay white. Right, exactly. And you and that line uh, alludes to the fact that like the the daughter that he had, she's yeah. the actual dinner, and yeah. now he's just hanging out with the chicken nuggets. Yeah, you just you're wrong, brother. You're wrong. <laughs> right. So was that uh, just to clarify? So that was made up in the yeah. moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. I love it. And then the uh, last two questions will kind of grouped into one is from a Kulsh Soul asks, what do you... He comes into our, to our soul, uh, to our fun festival. Oh, dope. Okay, yeah, yeah, cool, yeah. Cool. Fun Friday. Shout out to that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yes. Uh, what do you hope your audience takes away from the movie? And what did this project teach you in your personal life? Ooh, it's deep. What I, what my, what I wanted my audience to take away was mm-hmm. like, this was the beginning of Sinbad. Mm. Watch this movie. Oh, God. I can't wait to see another Sinbad movie. That's what mm-hmm. like, you, you wanted people to take away from it. Yeah. In my personal life, it was learning what to fight for on the set, mm. how to talk on the set. It was it was my first education in into making a movie. Mm. And how am I gonna do it from here? How do I control even even being angry at a director, being angry? How do you how do you get how do you get all these points across? Right. It's it's a it's a it's an art form. Yeah. It's it's to disagree without being disagreeable. Right. Give and take, give and take, yeah. that whole thing. And it just, it seems like that experience, obviously, when I feel like when you have someone like you who has your talents, uh-huh. but then like the the director, producers, what have you, when they don't want to give you that freedom. And, they and it's not, it's not his, I can't, I can't blame Randy. He got, uh-huh. he came in the direct, they had this movie, they, they had this script here and they, they thought they had this great thing. And it probably, if somebody else had done it, mm-hmm. it might have been done better. Who knows? If somebody had just done it sillier, yeah, it, yeah. it might have blown up. I said, I was trying to find that middle ground. How can I be funny without being stupid? Right, you know, how right, can I be funny right. without being stupid? So it's, it's, a, you're it's try- a fine yeah, line. It's that sure. fine line, how to push it, how to yeah. push it and make it work. Nice. Awesome. Well, yeah, well, that's it for the questions. Thank you guys for yep. sending those in. Um, cool. And yeah, so I really want to try, maybe like once a month, just keep this going where okay. you kind of just give us the deets on all your old projects from back in the day and the lessons cool. you learned, things like that. And whenever we do this, uh, we'll ask those questions because we know, because I feel like every time either you go live or like we're doing something, it could be something completely related. We could just, we could just be in the, <laughs> we could be in the house, like playing cards. And then people are just like, Oh, what about house guests? How was it feeling doing uh, like just yeah, asking yeah, all yeah, these so random questions? So random we might as well do these random questions. Now. Yeah, so do them now yeah. where it's actually centered around this. So I think yeah, I think this was really good, and thank you for for sharing all that stuff. And even for as much as I knew about the behind the scenes, like even I'm still learning <laughs> new stuff. It's all you know? kind of do this old. <laughs> All kind yeah. of stuff that was happening. So man. we got we got to figure out the next one. Maybe we'll yep. do sometime next month. And even you guys, you can let us know. You can either comment um, on his page at Blurred yep. Empire. Uh, follow us uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, YouTube at Blurred Empire. Um, and yeah, we can figure you out. You can ask we're... about other people's movies too. Yeah, that too. And I, <laughs> I'll tell you what it was like for me being in those movies. <laughs> yeah. Right. If I'd been in that movie, right, I'd have an idea. Or you could just I would have done. You could just talk. Yeah, we could just yes. talk mess. What do we do? We yes. just talk mess just about talk movies. Mess like we just lie anyway. I'm we lying. we become those critics we yes. were just talking about. We'll be we'll become like Rotten Tomatoes. Right. Our version. Yes. Exactly. Where we give everyone a two percent. I'm shocked that that guy became legit. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Now it's like the staple. Now yeah. everyone's like, oh, yeah. what rating did, you know, did Rotten Tomatoes It's crazy. But yeah, thank you guys so much for watching and listening. Follow us at Blurred Empire. Um, you can follow me at Roro Beckley. You can follow him at Sinbad Bad. Yes, on yes. Everything. And uh, just to guys give you an update on some other things that are happening. Um, I'm as far as like it's part of like the Blurred uh, Empire thing and starting a uh, watch party series on Saturdays 
at four o'clock where we focus on watching uh, science fiction movies, but black science fiction movies where either a main character uh, uh, in the movie's black or it was actually created by a black team. Or where like that, the first person that dies is not black. Th- yeah, or that. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. so I'm um, doing that in the Cast app. That's K-A-S-T uh, app. And you can look for that in the App Store, all that stuff. You actually go to my page at Rural Beckley. I have instructions on how to download that if you want to join. Uh, you, it's literally you create your own virtual theater. The theater we created is called Blurred Theater. So this is what we'll be featuring. Uh, and I know you want to uh, start a watch party on black uh, black exploitation yeah. movies. So we're going to start that at some point. Well, I got tired. Just for quarantine. I get tired. I ain't do nothing. I, I haven't done nothing. We, we just sit around. And nothing. Do nothing. Um, but yeah, Man. anything else you want to update on? I think that's, I think that's it. I'm, I'm thinking anything else. Aren't you reading to kids? Yes. I'll, I'll be, I'll be, I'm trying to read the kids. I'm going to try to do that on every Thursday. Mm. I have a Funk Friday. I don't know. We, we finished my Soul Festival, so I don't know what yes. I'm doing this Funk Friday. Maybe y'all give me some suggestions. I might yeah. show uh, some old black movies, or I might. Find some music from online and keep mm-hmm. showing it. Um, I'll be reading the kids, and I got a thing, a, a segment I'm going to be doing. I don't know when I'm going to do it. Should I do it Friday? Maybe do it Friday. It's called I Call Bullshit. Where I take mm-hmm. what's that happening in the world, things that y'all bring to me, world situations, family situations, and I'll let you know if I call bullshit on that. There we go. So that's going to be hilarious. And final thing, um, there's a web series that uh, we all produced and created as a family. It's called yeah. Life and Times of a Single Angelino uh, that my sister, Paige Bryan, she wrote mm-hmm. and starred in. Uh, I directed and produced. Uh, he executive produced called Life and Times of a Single Angel- Angelino, four-part web series. Uh, we're releasing the fourth episode this week, so definitely check that out. You can go to her page, at Paige Bryan Official. Um, on Instagram to watch, well, to catch up on the first three mm-hmm. episodes, first of all, and then watch that fourth episode. It's hilarious. It's a comedy. Um, it's about pretty much being single in L.A. in your 30s and you're trying to date cool. and all the dumbness that goes with that. Craziness. Craziness. Step and step craziness. Exactly. But, stupid, uh, stupid craziness. <laughs> exactly. But thank you guys so much for uh, watching and listening to another episode of Blurred Empire. Till next time. Uh, Peace out. I don't. I never know how to close these things. I had this Bluetooth in my ear the whole time, and it was listening to nothing. That's what you know that. That's the way we. It was listening to nothing, and that's how we close it out. Not a damn thing. (laughs) Peace out.